Hey y'all, this is Ty. I'm Shell. And I'm Q. And you're listening to the Triple Faith Walk Podcast, the show that provides perspective on the Bible and Christian living while encouraging authentic relationships with God. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another episode with the Triple Faith Walk Podcast. I am Tylesha, and I'm going to be starting us off with prayer today. Um, we're going to be talking in the scripture of Mark 2nd, just so y'all know and can prepare yourselves. But before we do that, we're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for just allowing us this opportunity to be in this space, God. We pray that you would take control of this atmosphere, God. We invite you in and we ask that your word would be received by those listening. We ask that you would take control of our minds and our mouths, Lord, and that your word and your will would flow out of us. In Jesus' name, we praise and thank you for all that you are and all that you're doing. Amen. And I am passing it over to Lachelle. Good afternoon, evening, evening, everyone. Um, as Talisha briefly mentioned, we'll be coming from Mark two today, specifically Mark two, verses one through twelve, um, and the parable of the paralyzed man. If you're not familiar with the parable, um, Jesus had just got back. I forget where he was, but he was visiting somewhere, and he was staying in a house. And when word got out that Jesus was at this house, there were so many people at the house, outside the house, um, that you couldn't get up to the door and Jesus was teaching. Um, it was a group of people, four men, um, that were trying to bring their friend who was paralyzed to Jesus and they couldn't get through. So then they started to dig a hole through the roof and then they lowered their friend, i.e. the paralyzed man, to Jesus. And uh, let me go to the passage because I don't want to mess this part up. I don't want to mess Jesus' quote up. And Jesus says, <clears throat> my child, your sin has have been forgiven. Um, and when Jesus said that, um, the other religious leaders that were there was kind of questioning him. And they wasn't questioning him out loud. Um, but again, Jesus is God, so he can hear, right? He can hear their thoughts. Um, and then, so he states, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or stand up, pick up your mat and walk. So I will prove to you that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. And then God, uh, Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and told him to stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And of course, what the paralyzed man do? Maybe he jumped up. He ain't standing up. He's like, bot out. I'm here, right? Um, he grabbed his mat and then he walked out the door and everybody was amazed. So that is the 12 verses in summary. With this episode, I thought it was really important because this shows that sometimes God will bless you based on the people you surround yourself with. Um, and so I got a few to discussion slash reflection questions for this episode um you like that move <laughs> um what kind of friends <laughs> like what kind of friends do you think um the men were who who not only dug in the roof but also lowered uh jesus i'm not jesus the paralyzed man into the house what kind of friends do you think they were good ones followers of christ baby them was some good friends because baby oh for real because that's a whole lot of weight. First of that's all, a whole lot of weight. they dug. First, no, 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 no. First, they carried the man there. Then they climbed on the roof, dug through the roof, then had to figure out some way to lower this man in front of Jesus. Like, there was so much planning and effort that went into that. That's that's an immaculate friend. You need right. a friend like that. That's going to go to bat for you like that. That's intentional friendship, okay? On, that is God. that is shared values for you, okay? Because they wasn't going to carry that man if they didn't believe. And I ain't digging for nobody. If I'm not sure on the other side, we're going to get what we came here to get, okay? So let me tell you. That's that's manual labor that these people, and time and effort and 
probably blood, sweat, and tears that they mm -hmm. put into getting that. They, they could have got beat up playing, trying to cut everybody to get up in there. They could have got jumped, and they, and if they friends stay paralyzed, how was he supposed to help? See, they was willing to go to war for they, but y'all not finna do this. Y'all not finna do this today. We just got on here. I'm not doing this with y'all today. Only could you say if the friend stayed paralyzed, how was he gonna help? He wasn't. Maybe he wasn't paraplegic and his hands still worked. So maybe he could, you know, do 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 laying on a mattress or something. I'm not doing this with you today. All I'm saying is there was a lot of intentionality and a lot of trust and a lot of shared values because you're not going to, baby, put, they ain't had no harnesses for real, for real, baby. So how did I know I was safe on my way down? So there's a whole lot of trust. They had to work multiple ways, okay? That is true. Okay. So what do y'all think the people that was in the house, because Jesus was in the house teaching and it was already people in the house. So what do you think the people that was in the house as somebody is banging and digging on the roof was thinking? Because I wouldn't have been able to pay attention to Jesus if I just hear all this clicking and clacking and dirt just start to fall from the ceiling. What y'all think they were thinking? They probably was in there like, what in the world is going on? And when they saw the man coming through the roof, they was probably like, oh, no, there's some other type of stuff going on up in here. Well, I mean, honestly, it didn't even mention it. Like, it didn't mention anybody was distracted. It didn't mention their attention changed. Like, they was focused on Jesus. So I'm not even sure that that part mattered. Like, that, I don't think that part mattered. Um, I, but, I mean, if I was in the crowd, I would have felt some type of way because you could have never thought you was going to hop in front of this line, baby. You better go to the back. You better go. First of all, help yourself back out. Not Go ahead, stand at the back of this person. line. I, I didn't say block it, baby. I just said get in line. It's a whole lot of us waiting for some blessings and to touch Jesus cloth, okay? So I'm going to need you to go to the back. But see, that's why imagine... we had to talk about that humility. <laughs> exactly. But I just imagine like sitting in church and you hear do, 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 and then all of a sudden somebody start coming down from the ceiling i'm be like see now the church do it too <laughs> this a new play what's going on we ain't never did this for easter what Christmas. kind of visual is this <laughs> <laughs> okay and then what do y'all think the owner thought because i'll be mad how did they get you that that didn't that does a hole through my roof lord is you gonna help me fix this before you go because so you know they didn't say nothing about nothing but i definitely would have been like lord what now I let you stay here because you know I love you. You my triple OG. But what y'all thought the owner thought? Because I would, I wouldn't be mad, but I'd be like, which one of y'all for the fix this? Because the paralyzed man ran home because he didn't fix nothing. Well, you got your blessings and left. Okay. If the good Lord healed this man from his his paralysis in one, two, three, four, five, six words, then he could have fixed that ceiling in, le in less than one or without saying a word at all. So maybe the owner wasn't wasn't worried because, I mean, it's one thing to play tennis with God and he not in front of you. It's another thing to be trying to play with Jesus. What they be saying, try Jesus, don't try me. I'm going to say try man and don't try Jesus, okay? It's another thing to, after all these people leave and you land in your house and look up and it's a hole. I'm just saying that I probably would have been like, who for the people for this? But again, so question. So happy that you are able to walk and that your friend is healed, but somebody go fix my roof. <laughs> Baby, you that is man-made. Run back. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying we, I'm not implying that it's unfixable. I'm just asking what you thought you thought and who I'm just fix saying somebody gonna fix it. Because it got be the glory. Now fix my roof. And then the fact that that God responded to their thoughts. Baby, I'm thinking A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Because if somebody messed up my roof, I'm going to have some words. And if the Lord heard what they said, he going to hear what I said. So I'm going to be one, two, three, four, five, A, B, C, D, E, F, G until I get it together. Okay, so who do you one, two, three, four, five, A, B, C, D, E, F, G? The paralyzed man or his friends? He, they, they dug the hole. And I mean, all I'm saying, y'all didn't did labor already. Do some more labor and fix my roof. Like... I'm I'm praising the Lord for your friend's healing. I am so happy. But y'all go fix this roof before you leave. And he gone already. So somebody got to pay the bill. Cause I'm well, but but were they were they happy? Go get him. Yeah, well, every, everybody wasn't happy, but some of them folks in there wasn't happy. But you're so right. Saying, I, I would have been happy. I yeah, would have been like, oh, look at God. 
Oh, if, I would have been happy if I was his friend. I didn't. I'm gonna be happy for the simple fact I ain't gotta carry you back. But I'm also happy that you're not paralyzed, right? Um, it's a, it's a whole lot to be thankful for there because uh, if he do it for your friend, come on, he do, he'd do it for you. See, that's what I I'm trying to tell you. I believe that. Because they forgave my mama's student loans. And my first response was, if they will do it for her, I know he can do come it on, for come me. On. What? <laughs> come on, mama. Tell mama to come sprinkle some of those blessings in St. Louis. Come on. Louis. Come on. Okay. I believe it. So, uh, Q, you made a point, too. Like, Jesus read the religious leaders' mind. Why do we think that the religious leaders, because, again, they're, they're the religious leaders, were so upset with God, when uh, well, with Jesus, when he said, let me get it, let me get it, my child, your sins are forgiven. Well, one, religious leaders play by their own rules and their own laws. And Jesus above all of that. So I feel like they was always salty. And that's, that's throughout the Bible, them folks were salty. But the other piece of that, they basically, I mean, in a sense, they were basically saying, who do you think that you are, that you can forgive people's sins? Like, you ain't God with the with the neck roll. They probably ain't rolled a neck, but you get what I'm saying. They probably um, did. Yeah, they, they probably was getting real nucky if you bucky. Because um, it was more than one, right? So they had them a little group, a little group that had a problem. But I think, I would just say, shoot, they 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 was like, you ain't God. And and he said, let me let me show you something. Cause I am, okay. I am. So that, but that was that was needed, okay. Exactly, that was needed. They needed to act out because if they didn't, you know, God wouldn't have said Jesus wouldn't have said the rest of that stuff that He set up in there. Mm -hmm. And He basically, I mean, I think it's it's twofold. But I ain't gonna. You probably got questions for that piece. So I'm, I'm gonna stop right there. No, go ahead. I know how to pivot. Go ahead. Oh, now we pivoted. Well, wait. I'm gonna let Ty go and then I pivot. Okay. Um. No, I mean, I really just think a lot of the the religious leaders, I think that they kind of thought of themselves as like the high higher ups of everybody else. And so to hear somebody else say, you're forgiven for your sins, they probably like, now, wait a minute, who is this man? And I also think they were kind of just stuck in disbelief because but despite, you know, some of the other stuff that Jesus had done along the way, like people didn't understand that he was the son of God. Like they just was like, oh, he believes in God. He's teaching us something different. But they didn't fully understand that he was the son of God or that really he was God in flesh form. Like that that part didn't make sense to them. So they probably really were like, now, wait a minute, because you're not going to come in here. Now, you can do your miracles, you can teach, but you ain't going to come in and tell the people they're forgiven, especially because based off of Moses's law, you know, and the, all of the atonements and stuff that they had to do before, you were forgiven when you gave, you know, the repentance uh, offering or what was it called? That's not the name of it. They was given sacrifices too. Sacrifices. It was the different. sacrifice. Yeah, but it was like all of the different offerings, and that was your way. Oh, atonement. That was their way of atoning for their sins. And so for them, they like they he he do nothing to atone. So how are you forgiving him? So I think it was a combination of like them them thinking you know highly of themselves, but then also lack of understanding. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the only other thing that I might add too is like, were they really there to praise Jesus and to hear his teachings, or more so to watch, you know, what he was doing? Is my only other reflection um, would be like, what was their intentionality? Like, what what was their intentions there? And again, I don't know. You know, I think there's good and bad in all people, but kind of like, do you truly believe with your whole heart? Because you know, if you don't, there does leave room for misinterpretation or misunderstanding or not even being willing to understand. Okay, Q, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I forgot what I was going to say, but I will say that in verse six, it they say only God can forgive sins. So I, I, I don't question their faith, but they still do have laws in place, right? Because that's just what they do. They're religious leaders. They have laws in place. Um, So I think it was just a matter of like, 
who you, who you think you are? Not even like who you think you are relative to us, but like, who do you think you are relative to God? Um, and had they not had that thought, then he wouldn't have proven to them that he is indeed. Well, in my Bible, NLT, it says son of man, but that's what Jesus was calling himself, but son of God. Right. So I just, I think it was a matter of like, y'all ever, y'all ever be talking under y'all breath when y'all talking to your parents and you walking away and you like, right like you don't want them to hear what you're saying but you got something you want to say and they be like who who you talking to that was that moment what was it right <laughs> what did you say you say? <laughs> say it again i said that's but that was that on, moment on some level i feel them though because i i mean if i didn't understand and somebody talked about something you forgiven for your sins i'd be looking like hey who are you like so I, in some level, I can understand, you know, now granted, once they knew that God, that he was the son of God, they were still real resistant to that piece. But um, prior to that, I can, I can understand them not understanding. But even prior to that, clearly Jesus had performed miracles before, because if he hadn't, all these people wouldn't be busting down the door. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like, so I think I think it's both in because I do think it takes time, especially when, okay, you know, Mary gets inseminated with Jesus. That's what we're just gonna call it for now. You know, she gets inseminated. That's, oh, that's a dictionary word. Y'all gonna look it up, y'all. It's a dictionary oh word God. for you. <laughs> oh, Mary has Jesus without having sex. Okay, is that better? Anywho, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm so sorry. So wait, that is not the appropriate term. There was no semen involved in that situation. We cannot use that term. I'm sorry. Y'all. We're going to have to call it something else. Listen, what you said. I just Mary had a whole was... revelation when you said Mary had, because I instantly thought of the nursery branch. I knew Mary that was... had a little, a little lamb. lamb. And Jesus is the lamb. Stop he playing. The... Y'all, for real, they call him the lamb of God. He's literally the lamb. So it's... Mary had a little lamb. Come on now. We didn't even know he was learning about the Lord. <laughs> Somebody no. touch and touch and agree. <laughs> uh, but I just think that, you know, it do take time. You know, like to 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 I just lost my whole thought. Forget about it. Any other reflections on that before we move Mary had and you was talking about her being pregnant. It'll come back. Okay, well, that's all right. So the other thing, now I forgot. Wait, wait. What's going on? Oh, so the other thing, <laughs> hot dog. I don't remember because it was there and now it's gone. Oh, oh, when you said that um, Jesus was performing miracles all over the place. But if they, I mean, the crowds were always, if there were crowds, they was crowds, right? So it's not like you had a front row seat to see the miracle happen. So I can understand why folks reacted the way they did. It's one thing to hear about it. And even if it happens you know, one mile up from you is different than actually seeing it happen like real time right in front of you. So I I mean, I'd probably be a little shook if too, if you ask me. No, I agree. I agree. I just, you know, I'm just asking the questions. Okay. I hear you, girl. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what kind of friends are we as we reflect on this story? Um, and do we have a friend who really needs our help, like the paralyzed man? And do we help them and go to the fullest extent, or are we lukewarm in our friendships? And when I say we, I'm talking about us three. Um, my initial thought is I respectfully decline this question because I don't really like people. So I'm gonna go ahead and decline this question. You have I'm, I'm just kidding. So I I I use that term. That term is very serious to me. So if I call somebody my friend, then heck yeah, since I'm I'm climbing the building, we're gonna figure out how to get up on top of that thing and we're gonna figure out how to get inside. Um, but if I don't call you friend, if I say acquaintance, associate, coworker, affiliate, nah, baby, you're gonna be outside. <clears throat> you're gonna be outside. Unless the good Lord tell me to help you put you on my back. Hold that leg, hold that arm. The answer is no for me, dog. I'm sorry. That's that's the cut and dry. Go ahead, Ty. <laughs> Social worker me want to say, say more. <laughs> you say more. We would like you, you to more. elaborate on that. Okay. But because everybody can't have access to you. And 
Just just like, can you imagine if Jesus kept bad company just because he performs miracles, just because of who he is? He, he going to be using that gift, be exhausted, and they just going to suck him dry. Okay? So, I so think you the, just have to be mindful of how you extend yourself. Yes, we should be, we talked about this on the podcast for humility. We should be helping others, but it's it's levels. I'm finished. For the people that you consider friends... That's, so, that's why I'm glad we're here because I show no eggs. Do you feel like you you your energy, you say your energy matches this level for the people you consider your friends? If I can, yeah, especially my best friends. I think there are not this smile, get over yourself. Because no, first of all, I, I'm just saying, like, I personally can attest that I mean it's been moments where I just be like, man, she really did all that. And I, I appreciate that. It don't, sometimes I don't even have to like ask and just, just show up. So I can attest that the 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 I'm going to go to whatever extent that's necessary. That is true. That yeah, is true. If those people know who they are. I would absolutely do that. Like I said, we're going to figure out how to get them on top of this building and we're going in. That's what it is. But there are levels. So I, I yeah, let's just let's call it that. Ty, I'm stepping down off the stand. Not you step down. Um, <laughs> I would say, I think, I think that I do do. I am this type of friend. Um, I do think that I am this type of friend. Maybe to like people that are also not like my close close friends, they probably get a lot a little a lot extra I don't know um but I feel like I really do try to show up for people and um go above and beyond even sometimes when it do be a little exhausting but a part of the reason why I I do that is because I've come to realize that my faith is not just about me and so even though I love the relationship that I have with God and I'm constantly trying to enhance that relationship and draw closer to him and learn more and understand better. Um, it's not just for me. Like my faith impacts the people around me. My faith impacts the people that I'm praying for um, because sometimes we pray for people and I forget where I heard this phrase, but they said our prayers reach places that we can't, right? So if somebody needs something, if somebody's going through something, I might not be able to like directly solve the problem, but me praying on their half and interceding um, in prayer for them, that really goes a long way. So, I mean, I try my best to show up that way. I ain't going to say I get it right 100% of the time, but yeah. What about you, Michelle? And you're not perfect. So is the expectation to get it right 100% of the time? That's true. That the answer is no. It's not. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say um I do believe that I am this type of friend, but I am not consistently this type of friend. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like to Kamika's point, like it's levels and not even necessarily on the friendship, but what I how do I phrase this without like sounding bad? Like what I could girl, feel. you ain't got the word Smith. You're right, because I just be talking crazy on her anyway. So why I'm trying to uh pick my words to now, to now, because I didn't even say today, because I just said some crazy earlier to now. Um, that I feel convicted or compelled to. Like it's been some friends where I will go, you know, the extra mile and extra extent, and we're not the closest, you know. And I do believe in my heart that there's they probably should have asked somebody else because they're closer, but also. I don't question it because it's kind of like, well, why did God bring this to me? Right. And is it because, um, cause I don't know the other friendships or the in-depth, like I know they other friends, but I don't know the in-depthness of their relationships with these people. And is it because they can't, you know, provide certain needs or is it because they are not spiritual or is it because they selfish and they weren't going to do it. And so sometimes I think to myself, I have those thoughts, but I don't necessarily, I would never ask it. Like, why are you asking me? Why you don't ask some other people that I see you with every day? You know, I ain't never going to say that. That was but, too specific and flowed uh, too easy. sis. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, no, that one, and, that, and that's not one, people. 
and and I say that because it ain't a, a specific person. I just I also know that I have different friend groups, and I've always been this type. Like even in high school, literally, there's not a you know how when you think about high school, you got the jocks, you got this, you got that. It's like the nerd. I literally hung out with every single group of people, like no cap, right? Um, I wouldn't say every single person in each group was my friend, but I did have you know a friend or acquaintances in each group. So it's not necessarily I was saying it like. To be shady, it was really saying it to like, I might not necessarily, I am a friend of yours, but I'm not necessarily that close in proximity. And that ain't even just for one person. That's for several of friend groups. Because I'm still kind of like that to this day. I'm very diverse when it comes to just like the things that I like. And I feel like I have friends who reflect my diverseness. And then, of course, when you have friends, they have friends who are like more intrigued in those things that they do. I don't know if that makes sense. Anywho. So I feel like that I'm this friend, but just not consistently to like one one or two people. Of course, like you said, my best friends, it ain't nothing that they can call and ask for. And if we rocking, then we rolling. If we rolling, then we rocking. I just reposted this meme on, uh, well, I didn't repost it. I sent it to my best friend DM. It was like, you know, that little short, it's the little young um, white boy who walking, looking all mean. And they be like me on my way to whatever. And it was like my best friend on my way to bail me out of jail because uh, I finally swung on my baby daddy. And I literally sent it to her. I was like, even though I don't condone violence, it's going to be me heading to the jail to get you out whenever you crack. You know what I'm saying? And even though I told you not to put your hands on people, and I don't think she's gonna put her hands on people, but if you do, right? I said, you about to get her in trouble, premeditate. Oh, no, 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 she ain't, gonna, <laughs> she ain't thinking that. But if you happen to want to swing on your baby daddy, I'm gonna be the first person at the jail with a lawyer and some money because we going home because we gotta go home to the baby, okay? That's so, it. Oh. So I think so. I mean, with both things you guys just said, I think discernment is a part of this. And I'm not talking like, oh, spiritual discernment, right? I mean, like yeah. straight up common sense. Like, you know where you should be extending yourself, where you should overextend yourself and then everything in between, right? Like, I, I think that that is something we should just know and, and know how to act on. But the other thing, I just went through the NLT, the KJV, all these different versions and nowhere in there did it say anything about this man being friends with these other four men. And I think that's probably something worth calling out because, like Ty said, this is just something that we're expected to do. Now, no, we're not perfect. But if we saw somebody struggling and needing help and we was on our way to see Jesus, then I, I would hope in good spirits we would just help that person out. Because it sounds like that is exactly what they did. They just, this man needed to help and they helped him. Um. So, yeah, friendship, I think, for us being here on this side of the world, um, yeah, I think that drives our behaviors towards people. But from the, from reading that, baby girl, it don't sound like that drove nothing. It sounds like the, the four men just carried a random paralyzed man. They wasn't friends, but it, it didn't take all that. They knew they was going to see Jesus and they was going to get some help. I do not believe in my spirit they was random. <laughs> I just don't. I, I'm it 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 does not. So first of all, I mean, it, don't say it, but you know, we can imply some things. Use your context clues, because I'm not gonna just carry. So the, so if if home. my friends carried me, a paralyzed person, into a building to see Jesus, and I was healed as a result of them helping me get to where I needed to be, and that's a that's a whole separate message in itself. Because baby, if you surround yourself with the right people, you're gonna get to where you need to be. Because God going to use them as a vessel. But the other part of this is that man got up, grabbed his bed and walked out. It didn't say he stopped to high five. It didn't say he said, thank you, friend. He got healed and he dipped. So I don't know. That don't sound like friendship to me. It sound like believers, core values. They see that he needed to be healed. They they acted on that. And brother went on about his business. And honestly, I probably would have been a little salty because they're not you finna run out. and You ain't even look back and say, Good looks, my sister, like nothing after I just did all of that. Mm -hmm. But humility, talk about humility. <laughs> I look, I knew, I knew where this was going. Humility. I'm just saying, I don't think they was friends. I just think, again, people head on the right path together. You get to where you need to go, and God gonna take care of the rest. And that's what He did. God took care of him, and the other folks didn't even worry about it. Thank you, okay? Because they was not even mentioned again. So, so God was gonna take care of them, and they knew that. So they just. Went on about that days, what it looked like. 
that that's okay so you just think the whole house is cleared out in this poof no it, but so it says in verse 12 and the man jumped up grabbed his mat walked out through the stunned onlookers which means brother got up out of there so yes there was a crowd but he didn't it don't say nothing about turn to your four men that just carried you in here and give him a high five or give him a head nod. you know how black people be doing that good looks because i also think the bible head have you know room to put every single detail either they probably was still on the roof to be honest honest yeah because they lowered him in you think so yeah, because they, they don't jump from the roof down. But I, I will say, I it doesn't say that they were his friends, and I and I do think most of the time when I've heard pastors preach about this story specifically, they do say that that was his friends. But it don't say it that. did not and say it, that. Technically, I mean, very much so could be a situation where they just brought him there because there's there's another story like that, right? The man who needed to get to like the the water, he was trying to get to the water and he thought the water was going to heal him, but he couldn't make it there. Didn't his, didn't some people carry him there or something? I don't, I might be making Since it. I, I don't remember. Um, but it's, it is, it's a similar story. I just don't remember if they carried him or if Jesus just said, get up. Because it might have been one of those situations. Um, Come on, get up. But I, I think that's a good point. And then it was something else that you said when you were talking about um how you think you show up the shell when you were like you don't feel like you do it consistently um when you said that it made me think like should we though like and in my mind no <laughs> and not even just like because I don't want to show up for people but because sometimes God wants us to like go above and beyond and just provide and, and, and carry the man and dig the hole and lower the, the man through the roof, all of that. And then sometimes God also wants um, people to, to do things as well themselves. Sometimes he wants them. And I think even just in what we were talking about, there's, there's different ways where Jesus was healing people for similar things, but he did it in a different way. Like sometimes he touched them. Sometimes he spoke to them. Sometimes it required them to do something, you know? Um, and I think sometimes God wants some people to go to the, through the process. And then other times he's like, I'm going to use you as the friend or as the random believer to do the work for them. So I think, I, I mean, I think it just depends. It depends on what God is telling you to do. Oh, I definitely agree. That's why I led that with when I feel convicted to do. I know that sounds bad, but when I feel convicted to do so, that's what I'll do. Okay, the last kind of reflecting question I got is, um, how are we similar to the paralyzed man? And is there anything in our lives currently that is paralyzing us? Um, and that can be anything, fear, worry, self-pity, hating people, pride. Is there anything that is paralyzing us that we probably could work on um so we can pick up our mat and walk too um i think we're similar to the man because we are also sinners um and it doesn't say it directly but my own perspective he healed the man by saying, my child, your sins are forgiven. So sin is dirty, right? Sin is filthy. But I think with that, he was cleansed, right? That's why we do our, well, I don't know if everybody does communion, but um, it's like a, it's like a reset. And as sinners, I feel like we also need that reset. But I, I leave the second part of that for Ty and everything else is because I, I don't know. Well, I'm in my mind thinking of it in the context of not so much of being like physically paralyzed, but maybe being paralyzed in spirit or um, emotionally. Right. Um, so I think like sometimes there there might be things that maybe I'm just being a little not even a little. Maybe I'm being a lot of stubborn and I'm like, I don't want to stop doing this or I don't want to do that or I'm kind of like stuck in this place where I wouldn't do what I want to do in this situation um 
And not to say that that's where that's what he was doing, but just that context of being paralyzed in spirit, not being able to move forward or move past something and having faith that God will help you to do that. And I feel like this man definitely had faith because if he didn't, he wouldn't have got up when the Lord said, get up. Right. And sometimes like for me personally, I feel like um, I talked about this on the last episode this whole thing with emotions is something that I struggle, I struggle with a lot. Cause I don't, I don't like them. I feel like we should just not have to deal with that part of life. But, um, you know, what talking to my therapist, she talks about a lot, like God has emotions as well. Right. And we, he gives us emotions for a reason. Sometimes those emotions are, um, how we, know to respond to something right like if we we have the emotion of fear sometimes that fear is put there to protect us from doing crazy stuff right and it doesn't necessarily mean you don't do it but it just makes us aware that this this might be dangerous and we can prep for it right and so for me for a while I was just kind of stuck in that place of like I don't have to deal with these emotions I'm gonna be thug tie and yes I'll be referring to myself like that emotionally not real life I'm not a thug but emotionally I'd be like I don't have to feel nothing I don't nobody whatever people do doesn't impact me I keep it pushing I got God right and hiding behind that and being stubborn in that and my therapist, I specifically wanted to make sure that my therapist was um, Christian-based as well. And so she's been getting me right together in, in terms of this. And it take it took an outside person, right, in order to get me from being in this paralyzed state of I'm not going to come out of this or I'm going to keep operating like this. And she, you know, had to be like, sis, this ain't working for you. So let's try something else. And that is what made me be able to move forward. And it was my faith that even though I didn't want to do this and I didn't really know like what the outcome was going to be or how this was going to feel, still having faith that even if I didn't like how it felt, even if it, I didn't like what the process looked like, God was going to be with me through it anyways. So that's how I kind of kind of look at it like versus like paralyzed, paralyzed, being paralyzed spiritually or paralyzed in your mind. Well, yeah, uh, paralyzed was definitely just a the phrase to show the immobile or stop mm -hmm. or you're stopped at a state. Um, but I definitely can agree, and I think for me, I think if anything is paralyzing me personally right now, I think it's more so like my career, and not that I'm like doing bad or anything, but I know this is not where I want to be, and I'm not like also like I just ignore it, like you know what I mean, like I. It's not that I don't have faith, but it's also I don't intentionally pray, you know, like either. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those things that it is what it is right now. And that's not on like my hierarchy, but it should be too. Cause it's like the thoughts of like, oh, you're getting older, you know, this, you should be, you know, at least figuring some things out, which I know anything is also possible. I think that's why I also just like not ignore it, but kind of ignore it. Like it exists, but it's like, kind of like the what's next but then I also be stuck in the the whole and I don't know where I heard it from like we always I think we talked about this on the episode I'm always looking for what's next instead of um basking in what I mean because I, I enjoy what I do right now but I know in the back of my mind and I'm trying to not think like that it's like what's the next because this ain't this ain't it you know for the few like I know that it's gonna be something different um, but I'm kind of in the middle stage of like enjoying it, but then like the Lachelle in me is kind of like, well, you need to be trying to figure this out or at least praying for, you know, some clarification and, but I don't necessarily want to pray for the next move because I'm also not, you know, ready for that, but that'll probably be what's paralyzing me currently and something that I can be subtly praying for, like, cause it's not also no excuse to why I can't add that into my daily prayers. Like God make it clear and plain on what I should be doing or could be doing or even if I need to enhance my studies take some more CEUs and like those subtle steps and I just choose not to and that was the last reflection question I had any any other last thoughts I think the the other thing even though we don't know if this if these was really um this man's friends or not and I think it's important to be mindful of the people that we choose because like we said that faith goes beyond 
ourselves. And if I'm surrounding myself with another believer, that person might be able to pray for me and, and show up for me in ways that I can't show up for myself or when I'm lacking and vice versa. But then also surrounding yourself around like-minded people and believers. Everybody might not necessarily be your friend, um, but when you surround yourself with like-minded people and believers, like this man was clearly, he somehow was around these people. And if they weren't his friends, they still showed up and did this thing for him and their faith that Jesus was going to heal this man led to him being healed. And so I think even when we start to build our communities, everybody don't have to be your best friend. Um, everybody might not be that close. Sometimes it might just be a matter of getting into um, a church community, joining a virtual Bible study group, um, any of those things, like stuff like that. Everybody might not be your best friend, but God might use that person to pour into you. They might use their experience or their faith to, to help you heal and help you get to where he's trying to take you to. So just be mindful in building your community. Ditto. Is that it for this episode? <laughs> um. And yeah, I'm done. Shell, you, what you got? Being said, I was done, child. Um. Oh. Okay. I go. Oh, it's on me back. then. No, 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 no. We what just happened. It's on you. It's on We're you. We're supposed to do action commitment. It's on you. It's we on said you. next it's week, not tomorrow. No, she literally said next episode. Oh, I thought she, she said next, next week. week. She said next episode. She. And this is said. technically supposed to be the episode for my week. mama said. So this is this is how we about to do this. Um, our action commitments. If you all have been faithful listeners, <laughs> get it. <laughs> if you've been faithful, <laughs> faithful to them action commitments, they like yes, yeah, huh? Okay, so first of all, we stopped with the season three. We left off with the action commitments. Lachelle, your action commitment was to do a devotional and... Baby, I know my action commitment. I don't need and, you. And we were supposed to fast together once a month. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say we did not do... Well, we didn't do the fast together once a month. That didn't happen. Already, we already told these people that. Um, Kwamika ain't never come up with no action commitments. She was supposed to send them to the group. That ain't never happened. I just said, my mama said, mind your own. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Um, and then outside of the fasting, my other action commitment was to finish reading the Bible. Now, Lachelle did read her devotionals. So we clapping it up for Lachelle. And I did finish reading the Bible. So we clapping it up for me. Okay. And so now we are starting fresh. <laughs> Wait, you should clap it up for me too. Cause I didn't have nothing to clap for. So I did what well, I said I was going to do, which was nothing. You didn't. I met my commitment. Which because you said I'm gonna come up with an action commitment and send it to y'all. You didn't do it. Did y'all hold me accountable? Yes. I know you lying. No, we didn't actually. <laughs> so Girl, you know what you said. It's on you and us. But I'm just saying. I'm just pardon. saying. We keep talking about this. This the accountability partner. So I just had to. No, you right. Mention you right. It, okay. You right. I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna take that. Um, so we, we were all responsible for that and I didn't hold Michelle accountable to fasting either. So, um, yeah, but we're going to start back and we're going to do a better job this time. However, I do think maybe we can do like a every other week. So we have a little more time to work on our action commitments. What y'all think? I think that's a brilliant idea. Yes. What you think, Michelle? No. You want to stick with once a week? I mean, honestly, I'm fine with going every three weeks. Yeah, we ain't doing that. Oh, okay, I dragged it. All right, yeah, my bad. You tried it. Uh, if, if whatever. If it's up, then it's stuck. Okay, we won't be quoting. Okay, that. I, <laughs> my action commitment is to pray every morning and every night for the next seven days. And I do not do that currently. So okay. Because y'all was looking like you should already. No, that's not. No, I, I was, was looking at my calendar to see what the next seven days is, sis. Because well, it's two, it's two weeks. So you got two. Weeks. Oh, we're doing two weeks. Um, mm. I start small group next week, so 
I am going to be a very good participant in small group kickoff next week. And I am also going to volunteer in the nursery next week. So those will be my action commitments. It's already planned, right? And no, I, I'm, and I'm only things... required, quote unquote, to volunteer once a month in nursery. And I'm I'm going to do it again, even though they kicked my behind last weekend. And Lachelle, you said you was going to pray. Quit writing stuff down. I know what I said. No, I'm going to write it down because this is the Nobody... accountability part. This is the I, I know what I said. Part. I know, I but we got to be accountable to you and you got to be accountable to us. So I'm going to write it down so I remember. Um, So you said pray in the morning? Pray okay. in the morning and at night for the next seven and days is what she night. said. And did you mean mm -hmm. to say seven days or 14 because it's She's, two weeks? She said seven. Thank you, Kumika, because I said what I said. She, so she for the following week, you ain't going to pray? <laughs> I ain't saying that. <laughs> it just might not be every morning and every day. Oh, okay. Oh, so just seven days total, not consecutive. Maybe. Yeah, consecutive. Okay. 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 You you would need all these goals. She them. she she looking for smart goals. Okay. No, said, Specific, said, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time boxed. It sounds like she's very much in my business. So I need her to. I'm do supposed to be in your business. What That's is your, you doing all of this? It ain't said now. now. All, all this, all this hostility, and y'all want me to pray after this? I'm, yeah, I'm concerned. concerned. Um, well, Mika, I would like to come back to your action commitment, right? Because you said you're gonna be an active, a good participant, and we mm -hmm. want, like you said, smart goals. So specifically, how are you gonna be an active and good participant during small group? I am going to provide the first response to one of the discussion questions. I don't know which one because I haven't opened the book yet, but I am going to do that. And I'm going to volunteer in the nursery next week or this upcoming Sunday, even though I, I only have to do that once, once, once a month. I'm going again to help the baby kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I got for you, sis. Oh, okay. and you said two weeks. So technically I might pick one day to do I don't know. Let me not say that. So when you say We're doing a fast at some point, but I I can't say it's gonna happen sorry, in the next two weeks. So uh -huh. y'all hear the angels in heaven? You said you was doing a what? The church is doing a fast. And you participating? I may do a single day of fasting. Yeah, I don't know yet. But mm. it's a thing. Um, best friend, that it, to do one fast a quarter is in my goals for the year. Did we not? I know. I know. I'm just. It's I'm, time. It's almost I'm, March, sis. I'm running is. out of time. And I'm. I'm, I'm running out. Um, my action commitment, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. Since I finished reading the Bible, it's not that I stopped reading the Bible, but I used to actually like wake up every morning and very adamantly read the bible before i did anything else and now i sometimes be like i'm gonna read it at night or i read it later and i really think it's beneficial for me to start my day off with god that's just me so i'm going to commit for the next 14 days to actually make time to read my bible in the morning okay are you thinking like a scripture are you thinking say that again what time in the morning are you reading the Bible? Oh, um, it just needs to be 30 minutes before I have to start getting ready. So if I need to start getting ready at 8.30, I need to be reading by 8. Now, is this just like a single scripture? Are you thinking of doing a Bible plan? Are you going to um, do that first thing in the morning? Either a Bible plan or a chapter. So right now I'm reading Matthew um, with the woman that... Um, I do prison ministry with we read in Matthew mm -hmm. together right now so we go so I'll be either reading from Matthew or do a bible plan because I've seen a couple lately that I wanted to do so she gonna be on the phone with you in the morning every no ma'am we talk once a week oh okay 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 <laughs> I'm just asking you know trying to be smart about the goal that you know you you've shared with us but no yeah I think so that's at, least, enough at least 30 minutes and um oh you're gonna read for 30 minutes yeah i can't never i'll be trying to read the bible in less time it don't never work i mean not that i'm trying to rush my time with god but it don't work you better than me sis because the bible read to me 
But um, I hear you. You put it on the times two version. Quimita, and it be on one point two five, baby. I don't do that one point zero speed. If you talk to me, talk to me, make it quick. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I'm kind of not kidding, but <clears throat> I don't do that slow. Not make and quick. then the Lord said it, it be too slow. It just it don't be working out. So, all right, are we good, y'all? No. <laughs> we can go. All right. Ooh, what did we talk about today? What you mean? You I had to think about how... Oh. You, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, all right, bow your heads, close your eyes. Mm -hmm. God, thank you for allowing us to come here together again for another day, another recording of the Triple Faith Walk podcast. We just ask that you allow us to be living examples on a daily basis of the four men that supported the paralyzed man to get to you, Lord. Just help us to be a vessel or a vehicle to get folks closer to you. May we just show them you through our actions and behaviors, even those that don't deserve it, God. And just help us to be mindful of our surroundings, be mindful of our community. And if we see gaps, Lord, that we are open enough with ourselves and have the self-awareness to do better, just help us to surround ourselves with more like-minded people that share core values, God. And when we fall short, Lord, surround us with those four men or four women, Lord, and just help us to get closer to you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Why are you always clowning? Because I was in the prayer and then you said, saying. surround us with them four men. And I said, no, wait. <laughs> I don't know if I can say amen because you said be daily examples like them. And I don't know if I want to do that daily. You know what? It's I said goal. help us. He gonna it's give the us the goal. help. He gonna help us get there. It ain't saying you gotta do it yourself. Lean on him, sis. Who I'm finna hit this button so I can cut. What you just say? The paralyzed man was heavy. I can't carry them burdens every day. <laughs> I'm not gonna play with you. All right, y'all. Another opportunity for us to keep it real. May the good Lord bless you and may the good Lord keep you. Until next time, Triple Faith signing out.